Welcome to the FG Podcast. Today is a parenting edition, number three, wherein Matt wears a Scottish driver's cap. And that's how you know I'm a dad, because I own this hat. That is a dad hat, for sure. That's a dad hat. It's also a golfer's hat, but we're live from FG Studios, which stands for Fellowship Greenville here in lovely Greenville, South Carolina. Or it could stand for Fun Guys. Mm. Or, got anything off the top of your head? Not for FG. Furious Gorilla. Makes no sense. <laughs> All right. We, uh, as we start our parenting podcast, we always talk about the parenting as being strenuous and glorious. It's a great responsibility, but it also has some difficult moments. So, Rob, tell us in the Marks household, what has been strenuous, glorious? Go. Well, this is really kind of the basic thing. This is strenuous for me personally because one of my children right now is getting ready to the basketball season is coming upon us, and so he's had... 6 a.m. workouts every mm-hmm. day, Monday through Friday, for the last three weeks, which means we have to leave the house at 5.20. 5.20? 5.20. that's a little strenuous, though I'm Are very willing to do it. at 5.20? There isn't hardly anybody on the roads at 5.20. That that's possible. the only beautiful thing. Very willing to do it. I'm, I'm happy to do it, but it's definitely wearing me down. Now, Are I you would, getting naps? You don't get a mid-afternoon no, nap? No, do not get a mid-afternoon nap. I like to think that I'm utilizing that 20 minutes in the car to have really pointed conversations with him. However, we usually just no, we usually put ESPN radio on and we're silent the whole way over. Try to stay away. Because it's 5:20 in the morning, who can have conversations? What's glorious? What's been fun about glorious um, for my kids or my kids age that mark our kids ages, they are becoming more and more independent. And so that is it is renewing my wife and I's love for one another because we actually have time to start a conversation and end a conversation. <laughs> Congratulations. So it is it is very, very nice. But I it's fun to watch them it's fun to watch them grow up and become these responsible adults. So that's words right now, the uh, the strenuous part mostly revolves around sibling fighting. Hmm. There are two girls who shall remain nameless who are very different and very close in age, and to just watch them interact, it's never totally one person's fault. No, no, no. Try, don't even but try to sort that out. Just the the drama, the are 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 the things that we're saying to them about patience and kindness. Will it mm. ever bear fruit in our lifetime? It will. I promise it will. Do they share a room? Because that, they do not. Stick saying, them in, yeah, stick them in the same room together and <laughs> shut the door. Just let them go at it. I don't know. I recommend buying boxing equipment like the headgear and gloves. It'll be. I think you've raised some boys to have that recommendation. Girls can do that too. Um, What's glorious is a couple nights ago, took my oldest daughter to her first Broadway musical, big extravaganza, Anastasia, and her first like uh, fancy dining experience before it at Sobeys. It was just so precious to watch her like interact with the waiters and like. Eat different foods and wear this pretty dress and be at the peace center. It was really fun. So you're saying it's the first, as if it's going to be one of many. So it was a good enough experience that you were like, "Yes, we will be doing this again." I think so. Okay, I, I'll good. save up for ten more years to buy tickets to yeah. the peace center. You'll know when you invite her the next time, and she says yes. If she says uh, no, then you'll know the first one wasn't good. I think I'm gonna pass that. <laughs> uh, McDonald's and the movies is yeah. fine for me. I got you. So recently we had. Our mini parenting conference for the fall. I can't remember the exact dates, but we were able to attend with some friends in our community group. Wonderful time. Great material. And what I enjoyed the most was hanging out with my friends and discussing 
the uh, material. So we're going to talk today about most of the, the things that we talked about in the first session. Correct. The first. Our wonderful speakers, Rob and Sherry Marks, who were the keynote speakers <laughs> at this conference, the only speakers at this conference. That's right. Right. We were so, the keynote and the backup and the... That's right. The, all of the So speakers. tell us, uh, introduce the material, and we'll talk about a couple concepts. We'll take a little break, and we'll finish up. That's our basic outline. So what was the first session all about? Well, I think there are a couple of points that came from session one, and, and even if people didn't attend, like the whole purpose of this podcast is to extend what we talked about then so that if you were there, you could it's kind of a refresher. But if you weren't there, you're going to be able to listen to these same things. And, and hopefully it's going to give you some things to go after. Yeah, no need about. to turn off the podcast right now. Either if way, just ended. keep listening. That's right. So the first big idea was, and we know this to be true in our parenting, we heard it from when our kids were babies, right? And that is the time's going to go by fast. You, you're mm-hmm. told by all these people who have children and they're already past it all, you know, they're going to say, now you realize now time's going to go by really fast. And cue the sad music. Yeah. Or like we said, cue the happy music because you say (laughs) that would be wonderful. You know, when you're, when it's in the hard parts of parenting, the fact that it's going to go by quickly isn't necessarily. It can be a a good or a bad thing. When you're holding a screaming baby in the middle of the night, it can be a comforting thought that Mm, this this will pass quickly. But when you're having a very precious moment with a whatever five-year-old 11-year-old you know man they're going to be in college before i know it right that can be a little sobering thought as well right your you have your oldest is soon going to be driving well <laughs> doesn't seem like it but you're probably it's telling the be, truth it's going right. to be here fast so if time goes by quickly we have to really focus on what are the things that we need to focus on and so mm-hmm. one of the big ideas and i think this is important is it's not so much what you do in a moment but it's what you do with those moments over time so it's the equation of time over time it's how you invest in your kids relationally with the time that you have over a period of time that's where the famous song came from time over time isn't that <laughs> That's not that, that that's song. not that's, that's wrong, right. wrong song. But and you could cue that in there maybe if you want. But then we'd have to pay for it probably. Yeah, we can do that. Right. So so time over time. And I, I think that at some level that should comfort us as parents because I'm not gonna get every parenting moment right. But if I know this is really about time over time, then it's not about getting the one night right at the the big show, right? It's about investing in her over a period of time, right? Yeah. So talk about, I think the first time I heard this phrase, it took me, I don't know, it just took me a few minutes to like actually comprehend it time over time. It's probably because I'm doing a lot of middle school mm. math help equations, yeah. so I was trying to figure it out as a division. But what you're saying is that the investment of time over a period of time is what really makes a difference. Uh, I think we were talking yesterday as we were preparing about maybe like, uh, as water, like a river shapes uh, its way through rock or mountain. It like mm. takes time to to shape its way through time over time. Yes, it's it's not about the grace that you give them, but it's about the grace that you give them over time. It's not about the love that you show them. It's about the love that you show them over time. Even hard topics like talking to your kids about sex, that's not about one talk. It's about a numerous talk that you're going to have with them over mm-hmm. over time, right? Yep. So that was kind of the first point, and what we defined was um, we said it, that kids go through different phases. That was the big key of session one is 
is every kid is in some phase. Now, let me give the definition of a phase. A phase is a time frame in a kid's life when you can leverage distinct opportunities to influence their future. Mm -hmm. Right? They're in this phase for a period of time, and in that phase, you get to leverage something in that phase that's going to shape the future. And the phase is not going to last. That's part of time going by so quickly. Correct. Time goes by fast, and your kids are going to change. And so... As parents, we need to understand what is the phase that my child is in and how do I leverage it because they're not going to be in it for very long. And and I've said before, I've had lots of parents tell me about the time I figured this phase out, they, they're already moved they're on gone. to yeah. other phases. Well, why don't we take a little break and let people think about what they've heard and then we're going to come back and talk about some of these phases and what are some of the questions that our children are asking in each phase and then what we can do to answer some of those questions. We'll be right back on The Parenting Podcast. children. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm still working on my time over time parody. I'm still going to be working on that, uh, but it's, it's not working out yet. So welcome back to the Parenting Podcast. Before that very extensive break, we we're talking about making a difference in your children's life with investing time over time and that they have all these phases that they're going through. So we haven't broken up into four major phases that they will live their lives through. What's the first one? Okay, so the phase, along with the phases, the kind of a, a question or questions, actually, that children are going to ask. They're asking themselves, not actually verbally asking, though sometimes it can be that as more like hypothetically asking. And so the first one is the preschool phase. So this is obviously based on the name. Bef- it's before school. Before they actually go preschool. to school. So there's really three questions that we feel like they're asking. The first is, and think about this even for a two- or three-year-old, is am I safe? Like, Mm -hmm. Do I feel safe? The next question is going to be, and this is going to be more as they get a little bit older in this phase, like three, four, is am I able? Like, can I I actually do things? And then the, the third question is, am I really okay? So they're kind of asking this question of am I safe? Am I able? Am I really okay? And so... In that phase, we want parents to focus on, we're going to kind of give a key word. Mm-hmm. And that key word is what? Embrace. Yes. So one of the foundational things we can do with preschool age is just to show them physical affection, touch, that helps them feel all those safety, I'm okay, I'm accepted, that type of thing. Is that what you're saying? Yes, embrace their physical needs. That it's. I mean, think about this when you have a 18-month-old. It's really, or even a six-month-old. It's really about their physical needs. I'm embracing this idea of taking care of their physical needs. So preschool, that is the phase. That's what you're focusing on. And that does seem to go fast. I have, so my youngest just turned five. And so I can feel that the those Mm -hmm. clock hands turning where he still gets out of bed and he'll want to snuggle, hang out for a minute. And that's really special because 
When your sixth grader gets up and is ready for school, there's no there is no snuggling. Snuggling is over. That's a fleeting phase. We're going to get to that phase. What about elementary? Okay, so the next phase is going to be the elementary phase, and so this is really going to be for when they start school, so kindergarten through about the fifth grade. And those questions that they're asking is, do I have your attention? The next one is, do I have what it takes? And that's pretty open, right? It's like, do I have what it takes for school? Do I have what it takes to be successful? That's the things they're asking. And then, interestingly, do I have friends? Like, am I liked? So in elementary, it's, do I have your attention? Do I have what it takes? And do I have friends? So your role as the parent, then, the word shifts. You're not going to embrace anymore. You're going to... Engage. Engage their interests. That's exactly right. You're going to engage their interests. Now, here's the... I've said this before in different circles... What I think happens sometimes for parents, and I think it probably happened for Sherry and I too, and with our first two, is the embrace stage is so all-encompassing, right? Like you're in it all the time. Mm-hmm. When they're when they're two or three, they can just they can do the same thing over and over and over again for a half hour, right? They can kick a ball or whatever just nonstop. And you, you're wore out. And by the time they go to school, you're kind of like, this is awesome. They're going off to school. Mm-hmm. And in this moment when you really need to engage them, it's really easy to just kind of disconnect a little bit. And I think sometimes parents do that through this elementary yeah. phase. So they kick into the next gear and engage what they're involved in. And it's it's a different thing that they disappear from your house for six or seven hours at a time. There's this whole little world going on over there that you have to be intentional about. Yeah, diving into as well. So now we enter into the, the middle, middle school years. Yes, the middle school years, and these are a challenge, right? I think sixth grade is probably the most awkward age of a child ever because they're tweeners. You know, they're in this. I want to be a kid, but I also kind of want to be an adult. But middle schoolers have three questions too. It's who do I like? Now they're starting to not just boyfriend girlfriend, but other mm-hmm. friends. Who likes me? And then the other one, which is this big philosophical question, is who am I? Like who who, who, who am, am I really? And sometimes we look at them and go, yeah, who who We're are not you? Sure either. Not, not sure. So your role in the parent in this phase is to affirm them. Yes, you're going to affirm their their personal journey, right? Mm-hmm. This journey that they're on. So let me go back to the thing that I was talking about before. I see these parents who they spend all this time embracing their kids' physical needs when they were in preschool. They go off to school and they kind of, oh, they take a break and they step back. And then their kids become middle schoolers and they panic a little bit because now they middle schoolers are going to naturally become distant at some level, mm-hmm. right? And parents panic and want to engage them. I'm going to go, you know what I need to do? I need to go in their room and talk to them and I need to... And the reality is you probably should have been engaging them in the preschool or in the elementary years. Mm-hmm. And so when they come to engage them, the, the middle schooler backs off a little bit and then the parents are kind of offended. So we need to understand as a parent of a middle schooler, it's really about how do I affirm them? And it's a general principle, right? It's Yes. We're, we're going to be embracing, engaging, affirming Correct. throughout their lives, but it's not like a switch flips no. after fifth grade. Well, I can only affirm you now. Right, right. Right, I mean, a well, general rule. Here's the reality of it: is you, you're a middle schooler, you're still embracing some of their physical needs, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not doing all their own laundry and getting their own food and taking Your care. Your kids don't. Mine, mine no, does. They're working on it for yeah. sure. That's the next phase. Though. What does affirming specifically look like? Say for a a sixth grade boy, is it specific things to who they are that you see? And you're like, man, I notice you are. There's a just like 
They're a great person. Yeah, They're I mean, smart. well, like, some of it is who they are as a person, and and you're you're seeing the, their gifts and talents, and you have to affirm those because they do have them. But what they tend to do is compare themselves to somebody else, mm-hmm. and they always feel inadequate. Like they they feel I don't care how awesome the kid is, they feel inadequate at some level because they're always comparing their weakness to somebody else's strength. And so I really feel like for middle schoolers, just telling them all the time, like, hey, these are things you're really good at. I'm really proud of you for how you've handled this or how you've done that. Like, even when they make mistakes, affirming like, hey, you know what? That wasn't the greatest choice, but I see you trying. Like, it's it's, And how they look, you got to affirm that all the time. The clothes they wear. They can get down on themselves very easily. And get a bunch of A's in a row and then get a, a C and just be like, I'm so dumb. Yeah. Like, I, I don't do good at math. They're like, you do great at math. You got all these good scores. You just had one sure. bad day. So you hit on something that I think is important. Middle schoolers tend to have negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. Like they, they talk poorly about themselves. And what they're looking for is for us to, to affirm them and say, no, that's not really who you are. Like you are a good math student. Look at all mm-hmm. these things. And I know it, the truth is I think of the – if we've affirmed them so much that we feel like, man, I feel like I affirm them all the time, we probably still haven't affirmed them enough. It, it's like it's just a constant thing for three years. So moving on to the high school years, what are some of the questions they're asking? Yeah. Okay. So high school questions are, where do I belong? This is a belonging thing. And in, in our student ministry, that's a key word that we use is belong. Why should I believe? Like they've been told all this time to believe things, faith and whatever, mm-hmm. and character issues. But now they're for the first time thinking, do I believe that and should I and why should I? Um, How can I matter today? And then obviously this is a big one as your kids get into the 11th, 12th grade. What will I do next? Because now they start to see this time when they're going to be on their own. And I mean, I've said so many times, how do you take a 16-year-old and help them make a decision about Mm -hmm. what the future of their life is going to look like? Those are big questions. My my wife at the conference said, is it? Are we allowed to ask those questions when we're 40-plus? So, yeah, we're probably asking those. <laughs> I think most of our lives we continue to ask totally. ourselves those things. That, so that's exactly The key right. word that we apply to high schoolers is to mobilize them, mobilize them for life and their future potential. So unpack that word a little bit. What does mobilize mean? Yeah, um, I feel like mobilize means, again, I'm going to look at I, I tend to use this word a lot, and that's navigate. Like, how do I help my high schooler navigate relationships? How do I help them navigate technology? It's not that I'm going to make decisions for them, but I'm going to mobilize them and help them navigate all those things themselves. So it, it, some of it is life skills mobilization, right? Like, I, I don't want to send my kid off to college or their next phase of life, and they don't know how to take care of themselves. They don't know how to do mm-hmm. their laundry. That, Sure, and how to manage money. Like those are all things that are important and they need to learn those things. But I think mobilizing this, how do I navigate people? How do I navigate decisions? So some of what that looks like, I think, is not making those decisions for them. But if they're working with a teacher or they've got a conflict with the, there's a question about a grade or a coach or whatever, instead of jumping in as the parent and doing it for them, helping them walk through, well, what does that look like in order for you to go have that conversation, knowing full well that, guess what, a 16-year-old is going to handle that conversation probably not as well as somebody who's in their 40s or 50s. And we have to keep that yeah. in mind as we go after them. Helping but, them navigate and mobilize their spiritual potential and their spiritual life as well, like how to, how to worship, how to get through disappointment, how to mm-hmm. relational conflict, all of that yes, stuff. Yes, some of the spiritual questions I think they start to ask is, 
what does it really look like to follow God in everything of who I am? Like they, they mm-hmm. get all the, I know, I understand the Bible and I understand the story and I understand the kind of the things I'm supposed to do and I'm not supposed to, but what's a real relationship with God look like? Mm-hmm. Dependency on him. And so, yeah, I mean, what a great, what a great discussion. But again, you can't go, hey, it's this. It's about helping them grow in it. Yeah. So, so good, good stuff and easily applicable to your child and where, what phase they're in. So give us a quick review of those four phases and just the keywords. Yeah. Something people can lock onto and think about for yeah. their kids where they are. Yeah, I would say don't worry about the questions they're going to ask, but more of stay with this idea of preschool is really about embracing, elementary is really about engaging, middle school is affirm, and high school is mobilize. Mm-hmm. I think if you if you look at where your kids are and you just stay with those four key ideas, you're going to be ahead of the game for awesome. sure. Well, thanks for joining us. Remember that your kids are a blessing. Children are a heritage from the Lord. So be intentional, invest in them over time with your time, and it will pay dividends. I think we're going to do another parenting podcast in about three or four weeks, and our next one is going to involve the areas that parents can focus on over time. So love invested over time equals right. a certain keyword. Sure. And we'll unpack all those it, next time around. And I think the reality of that is we can sit and say, hey, it's about your investment of time over time, but then it begs the question, so what should I be doing focused on with that mm-hmm. time over time? And that's what we're going to talk about in the next podcast. So you're not going to want to miss that because you need to know what do I invest in with that time over time. Cool. Thanks for joining us where once again we turn our hearts towards parenting. <laughs> and you can bring the song in if you have the song. Time over time. You need that figured out so that you can take us to the break the next time. <laughs>